Okay, Josh, I want you to share the story of what happened to you the other day. Oh, the story about the old lady? <laughs> yes. And you, some people might think this is going to be a awesome story, and some people might think it's going to be a sad story. <laughs> but it's, it's actually a tale of two it's stories. It's a tale of two <laughs> stories, though. So, okay, so I was, I uh, had a day off, and I my day is off that I have. I usually have Sunday, and I have another rotating day, so... Um, for example, I think this was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday I had off and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Goodwill tomorrow morning when I, before I went to bed for the night. So I just woke up and I didn't take a shower or nothing. And I was, I was looking a little frazzled anyway, <laughs> cause, uh, my beard, my beard was going a little <laughs> nuts and my uh, hair was going nuts. And so I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go to Goodwill right now cause they're open and I want to see what they got. So I jump in my car, grab, you know, put some clothes on jump in my car um yeah and that's why i had to put clothes on because uh, otherwise i would be in jail right now <laughs> but anyway so i jump in my car and go there and i'm like sitting in line i find you know looking through the stuff at goodwill and anybody who's been to goodwill knows that you know it's a real hit or miss place and you might find something that's cool or not i had like two dollars three dollars worth of stuff i'm like yeah i'm just gonna grab this you know so I went into line, and I was just a little old lady in front of me, and I was just talking to her. And then all of a sudden, the registers go down. So we were sitting there for like 20 minutes, right? And so for like you know $2 worth of stuff, I was like, I don't know if this is worth it. But I'm like to myself, I've been here 20 minutes. I am going to wait the amount of time it takes because <laughs> I've already invested <laughs> way too much time to leave this stuff and go home, right? You're in it to win it. Yeah, I'm you? in it. I'm in it. I'm in. So, as my friend would say, my good one of my good friends would say, I'm in. And so, <laughs> I was in. <laughs> so, I was like, okay. So, this little old lady and I are talking, and she looks at me, and I realize she's looking at my appearance, like looking how I look, because I looked really bad. <laughs> I didn't really realize it. <laughs> and she goes to me, she goes, do you have a job? And I'm like... Yes, I have a job actually. <laughs> and I I you know, I'm married and you know, I actually have a house. <laughs> and so it wasn't oh really word. I didn't really like hit it that much until I got into the car and I saw myself in the like rearview mirror and I was like, "Wow, I really look bad." <laughs> <laughs> and then I told my wife the story and my wife was like, "Yeah, you need to clean up a little bit." <laughs> I'm like, thanks for telling me that before I left the house. Right. Well, no, in fairness to her, she has told you this on a few different occasions over the course of your marriage, but this is um, probably, <laughs> you, you heeded the call a little bit harder this time. I think what it is is that, honestly, is like, I don't even know if it's because I'm a dude or I just don't really care. I don't care what I look like. You know? I mean, I don't really. Yeah. I'm just like, eh. I'm just like, I'll just... You know, do it. <laughs> I'm just moving along. <laughs> I'm just going to go get her done. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, I gotcha. I think, you know, um, some of that really is you're, which is good, I guess, because you're a low self-monitor. Like, you're not as concerned about what people would think about it, you know, until it kind of became such a, like, wait, you think I, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I don't have a job and I'm homeless or something like that because of the way I look, you know. That's probably a good proof positive, though, to kind of, like, spruce it up a little bit or something right you know? right um but the appearances thing is really interesting so 
I have a story also that's not my own. At this point, I'll share one of my own too. Um, but there was a young girl. This is uh, from my mentor's family that they told me about this. And she was uh, like, you know, super young and started at like this furniture store. And it was one of those like, you know, commission driven stores is very high end. And this is out in California, Southern California. And this guy walks in, he looks like a beach bum. He's got like a t-shirt and uh, flip flops and, and shorts and all the, uh, particularly snooty people who had been there for so long, like whatever, you know, and he's kind of like walking around and like nobody's helping him. So finally this young girl went up to him and said, uh, sir, can I help you? He goes, I'm, I'm so glad you approached me. So thanks so much. You're the first person to talk to me. He goes, actually, yes, you can. I need all new furniture for my office. And the person she was talking to was uh, the CEO of Ocean Pacific. <laughs> and it was the single largest sale in the history of that furniture company. <laughs> and she got the sale because she just went up to him and just asked him, yeah. you know, how can I help you? She didn't assume that he uh, was less capable financially or whatever based on his appearance only it was like i'm just going to treat you like a person and we're going to go from there yeah so i think brian and i what we're uh these two little stories here we want you guys to think on this stuff and we want you to think about this as we launch out onto the loop and discuss this today on curiosity continuum This is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. If you want to receive updates, and we really hope that you do, when uh, for new when new content is available, please hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app, so you can receive those notifications. And we do appreciate you, our listeners, for engaging with us and sharing your own curiosities with your friends and with us as we explore topics together. And you can always find us at curiositycontinuum.com and on our social media accounts. A great place to interact with us, and we uh, look forward to starting a conversation with you soon. So this format's a little bit differently because we started with a, a story, but um, part of I'll share something with me. So for those of you who have not yet seen my visage on social media, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a long-haired Korean man, a flowing like mane a, of hair. A, a Brian, flowing Brian mane. Has. It's like a, a lion put into a, an Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a theme song form in my head right now. Right. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but so part of it, it I'm not like a big guy either, you know, so I'm, you know, a little bit uh, no. slender. Of yeah. A build. He's Asian guys. I'm Asian, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, uh, what's kind of fun to do sometimes is uh, when I go into stores, some people just call me ma'am just because <laughs> like they don't look close right. enough. And there have been times I've actually spoken and they've said, ma'am, I'm like, you clearly aren't paying attention to the situation. Right. But some of the funnest things I've had happen actually since I've grown my hair out again is in the men's restroom. This is really funny. There's a dude at Panera Bread. Like I was in there using the restroom right at the urinal. This homie walked in. 
his head about spun around on his <laughs> neck because he stopped cold and he looked at the sign to make sure it was the men's restroom and he looked at me and he only saw the back of my head and then he looked again at the sign to finally i just said i'm a dude dude <laughs> and he's like uh Oh, I, I yeah, man. I, I I knew I knew you were a dude. I, just, I kind of <laughs> let him struggle a little bit, <laughs> and it was just really funny. I kind of was just like you know chuckling underneath my breath or something. Right. Like, it was so awkward for him, you know. And then like he tried to apologize again out the door. I went like, going we're like fine. let it go, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Just let the it grace go. here yeah. is to to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not seeing that, and you're trying to recover, and there's no no way to recover from it. So it's pretty funny to be quite honest, you know. Right. So, but yeah. But, you know, when somebody appears a certain way, based on our own experiences or based on maybe what we're told in movies or whatever like that. Like a social like construct. That, yeah. You begin to start piecing together stories about that individual, which may or may not be true, and are usually based on pre-existing constructs in your own mind. Right. So, I mean, like, what are, what are some of those? Let's just, like, hit them real quick. If you're a well-dressed man or woman even that you like people think oh you're either well to do or you are important and i think it's more of the important because i think everyday people and i and look we're all everyday people okay even like the president of the united states is an everyday person but i really think that when you you like think about that you're thinking like you're you get like kind of flustered because you think that you're not as important. Right. Some of it too speaks, um, you know, the, obviously there's fast fashion things like, like Tara, Zara and, um, H and M Uniqlo and right. things like that, where like you can kind of like look like fashionable in the moment and it's not terribly expensive. You know, there's plenty of places now that give you really good looking clothes, even if it's not durable. And then there's the clothes that are actually like a high quality that will last a lifetime and things. I have a couple stories around that actually. So years ago, there was a potential that I would have had uh, like a, an internship at, at Walt Disney uh, out in California. It didn't work out that way, but I remember the day I went on, on site, I wore a suit, you know, because I'm like, wanted to go on and make sure I put on the best impression. And after that meeting, I decided just to walk to Starbucks and just sit there and there and think a little bit. And at that point, I wasn't carrying a laptop everywhere I went because it was 2002. <laughs> You'd be amazed right. at the amount of people that came up to me and treated me different because I was wearing a suit in a Starbucks next to Disney. I mean, they must have thought like I was some young hotshot something or other. And I, <laughs> you know, I never any credits to my name. Right. It's like, why would you do that? But they they treated you different because all of a sudden, like you had that. Josh, I don't think I had mystique at that time in my life, but I don't know. <laughs> but it was something like that. Right. Another family story, just to open up the Shun family vault a little bit. My dad's mom. So she was married, obviously, first. And I only knew my step-grandpa. I never knew, like, my dad's dad. He died, actually, the year that I was born. Okay. So uh, the, the story goes is that Grandma was sitting in a bar uh, with some girlfriends, something like that, and there's, like, this guy wearing a suit, looking all sharp on the other end of the <laughs> bar. And this, and so she's like, oh, he must be important. He must be wealthy and stuff like that. And it's, like, kind of based on that perception, they end up getting married. <laughs> Come to find out that... You know, he didn't have a job and he was, uh, that was his dad's suit. And it was like at the time, it's like, but he played the part well, I guess, you know, it's really, really funny. It's you, you put on that and you, then you like, you make assumptions, but you know, another great example of this too, Josh is in movies, especially when you have actors yes. that are maybe part of like a really 
successful or well-known or well-loved enterprise, you begin to associate those characteristics with that person. Yeah, and then a lot of times they'll call that, you know, they've been typecast. You know, like an actor, for example, has been typecast into that role um, where now if they try to do something else, the audience has trouble accepting them because of previous work. Yes. And that's really, I think that's really a, uh, that's kind of like something that people do. People like, you know, to put people in verticals. So they like to say like, for example, Liam Neeson, you know, he's this like, he started off being, you know, kind of, you know, the bougie kind of like, oh, I'm Liam Neeson. You know, I've got this accent. And now and then he turned into <laughs> my daughter is being prostituted. And now I'm going to kill every single person here. <laughs> right. And now we accept him and, in that role. But it took a while. Same with like Keanu Reeves or whatever. But it's yeah. kind of it really is interesting how these people can reinvent themselves. It took a while. And sometimes they were gone for quite a while, like out of the public eye, for example. But then we were ready to accept we were ready to accept them, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. did in, in the master stroke of him coming back as uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man. Right. You know, I mean, like what after a, he what got his life Amazon's together, for his career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. That's kind of a wonderful thing about the second chances thing as well. Um, it's because I think people knew Robert Downey Jr.'s story personally and then see him kind of appear on the screen. And there's, you know, you can almost sense remnants like, you know, is the, the arc of Tony Stark, the story arc kind of similar maybe to Robert Downey Jr. And, you know, I'm sure there are things maybe that might have mirrored real life. But again, remember, this is these are scripts. These are writers and these are people that are placing actors who they believe they can pull the part off and do it well. Uh, Patrick Stewart's a great example. Uh, you know, both Josh and I are fans of Patrick Stewart's work uh, throughout his career, especially Star Trek and, uh, you know, all of the X-Men movies and different things like that and all the different things that he's acted in. And I've never been to a Star Trek convention. I know Josh has been to a few. Yeah. But when you hear some of these panels of the actors and you have these fans who are just, who love the, the series and love whatever, they're asking the questions of a project. They love the, they love the, uh, the the character. Yes. They're not, they don't understand the person. Right. And it's very difficult yep. for people to separate that. And that's uh, knowing about somebody is not the same as knowing somebody. Exactly. And it's just kind of like if, uh, if you're a sports, if you're an, if you're a sports fan and you know, all the stats on your favorite athlete, like from baseball or football, and you could recite that wrote backwards and forwards. It doesn't mean that you actually know that person, right. you know, something about them, but you actually don't know them. Then again, that's kind of the, the guys, the appearance, um, where, you think you might know something or it's being passed off as something else. And really those appearances may give us first impressions or things, but you really have to peel that back to say, now what is actually underneath this? Who's the person I'm dealing with? Uh, what's the story? What's the situations along with that? Because something can look potentially like not good or whatever, and it could be fine. Right. Sometimes as we know, we've all experienced something looks shinier and better than it is. And it ends up being a dumpster fire in the end. Right. So that's a challenge, right? I mean, the challenge is to take your preconceived notions and put them to the side. Right. I think with that, too, it's also representing ourselves in a way that is, um, I'll put it this way. Everybody, I think, wants to be their best self. But I think also to realize, you know, like you as a person 
that you have a, an air about you, whatever like that. And, other, and it varies depending on social situations or something. And just remember, like as you become more and more prominent, like a public figure, everything you do is going to become amplified for better or worse. Right. You know, it's like the appearance of those things kind of come alongside. You start to get these really weird stories that appear in the news or whatever that aren't really true. But again, it's because uh, the masks that people wear or the masks that we assign to people, you know, we have to understand that that's not really truly what's going on. And we should all spend time to kind of figure out how each other really is. Right. And not make first blush judgments based on appearance. And at the same time, uh, don't uh, go into the goodwill looking like you're a homeless person. <laughs> when you're not. <laughs> and when you're going to stand in line for 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know? So, Josh, what do you think? Is it a good place to put a comma in the conversation? I here? think so. All right. Well, until next time, this is Brian. This is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. 